Welcome to the MSA Podcast Production, a digital media arts exploration of the Mississippi School of the Arts. Creative Expression is the flagship podcast program for Mississippi School of the Arts, and it's the idea that every artist has the freedom to share their life story in their own way. In this podcast series, connect with our guests as they share their experiences, offer advice, and inspire us all. In this episode, Mississippi School of the Arts welcomes Rob Cooper, a Jackson, Mississippi-based visual artist with specialty in glass art. Join Emily Bishop, a senior visual artist at MSA, as she dies in conversation with Rob Cooper in Episode 6 of this Creative Expression Podcast. Hi, I'm Emily Bishop, and today we're going to be talking to Mr. Rob Cooper. He is a Jackson-based artist and works at Pearl River Glass Studio. Can you tell us how you got into the job? Sure. Hi, Emily and everyone listening. Um, I, interestingly enough, I was in high school when I first was introduced to stained glass, and it was a, a senior project to learn the craft, and I was sent to a, a glass studio called Pearl River Glass, and I've I'm still there after all these years. This was back in 94. So um, I had the option of going to learn screen printing across the street with uh, Chris Porter, who's now in in Vicksburg. But um, I went to the stained glass studio. And basically, I just learned, went through quickly all the steps that are involved in making a window. And once that was done, the owner saw some promise maybe in what I was doing and asked me to start working on the weekends and, you know, you know, just giving me different things to do. And uh, so at first it was, you know, grunt work and things that other people didn't want to do. So I was like, okay, I'll start from the ground up. Sure. Um, But eventually I I got more immersed in the craft and really fascinated with it and um, all the processes involved. And um, I just stayed there and um, upon graduating, worked through the summer and went to a community college in Heinz Raymond for art first few years, but I took quickly after that, I just worked at the studio for a year full time until I went to Baltimore to go to art college at MICA, where I um, you know, actually got far along in, with glass enough to miss it, and they did not have a glass program at the school. So I started to incorporate, I, I was seeking out someone that had a studio in town so I could actually bring the glass back into my work, my uh, visual work, and was able to do that through a lady's studio there in town. But um, I'm still at the the studio now, and what what I mainly focus on is uh, image, putting imagery on the glass, which is through glass painting. Um, Like when you go to a church and see all these scenes you recognize from the Bible, figures, saints, um, that's all painted directly onto the glass and fired in kilns. So that's pretty much my job every day when I go in is I'll, um, whether it's a church commission or residential, usually I do the church windows, but um, I'll do it the same way, which is what's interesting about stained glass is it's still mostly done the same way they did it in back in medieval times. So the craft has not changed that much other than the, the, the fusing, part of it that is, is happening now, which is really interesting and exciting. What are some of the steps that go into making a piece of stained glass? All right. Well, there's a lot of different steps to, to do that. So 
if um, and one interesting thing about working with glasses, I, I also use the craft as my own um, medium for my own personal work. So, so I might speak from that point of view, um, even though it's the same steps. But uh, a lot of times it'll start with a drawing, um, an idea, just like a painting might really. But um, once once you have that foundation for the image or um, what you're going for in the design, you start to think about the um, the glass as the color or shapes, or because it's all the glass is broken up into different pieces that are individually leaded into an overall uh, window, and that that's the traditional form of, of stained glass. Um, so, yeah, if you have a drawing and it, if it gets blown up or drawn to size, um, you will. Uh, map out where all those lead lines are going to go whether it you can even make it part of the design or it can be a grid or it could be abstract a different layer in itself but once those lines are mapped out you start cutting the glass along those and um and and that's usually where i get the the, the glass is after because we have a lot of people at the studio that do different tasks and and um so i'll get the glass once it's at that point and um it starts to uh look through i've said that i'll usually just lay it all out right on top of the, the artwork since it's transparent i mean you might as well to keep the design um pretty consistent i guess i paint directly onto the glass with a brush um, with a paint which is made up mostly of a uh, crushed glass and also toxic lead and um i mean well lead's tox toxic metals including lead other several that I don't even want to name because uh, they all come, all the pouches of glass paint come with like really big warnings on them. Um, and while it's wet, it, you know, you don't have to worry about that as much, but it gets airborne because the process of glass painting is interesting. It's not quite uh, the same approach as, uh, as most people are familiar with. What you do is you build up layers and you pull away uh, the paint to reveal light. So you're, you're, um, and the paint, the purpose of the paint on the glass is to block light, actually. So all the imagery is you're building up layers to, to block the light that's coming through. Um, and that's, that's how it actually reads to the eye. So, but each, it's interesting, each layer is fired separately. So I'll, I might paint, um, I might have done, put the glass in the kiln five times before I realize I'm done, you know, with that, that piece. Um, so that's that's my process on a daily basis at the studio. So you said you um, one of your preferred mediums at home is also glass. Is right. there a um, certain way do you go about it? Do you still sketch on paper or like how do you go about making your own personal art with it? Yeah, that's a good question. And since I when I since I do it on my own, I like just completely stretching the freedom I have with it. So a lot of times I'll make a collage out of things because whatever, um, the image doesn't have to, I know how it's going to translate into glass. So I, I, sometimes I'll do a partial collage or grab a photograph and um, um, build off of that and paint directly looking through the, the glass to that. Or, um, But I, I occasionally draw as well. Like I, I sometimes I'll just do have a sketchbook drawing that I like and I want to see, see how that turns out in a couple different colors of glass and we'll, we'll draw that. But um, yeah, I, I like making collages honestly because that, uh, whether in looking for like vintage imagery just to evoke a certain um, era and, and build a narrative around that sort of. So, so I get a little more experimental in 
but I still like working with a figurative like um, imagery most of the time. When you are making your own personal art, do you, would you say your subject matter is pointed towards a certain time period or is it pointed towards a certain like mm-hmm. item or? Yeah, that's a good question because um, it's, 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 I think it's in stages because um, there was a point where I would, I, my, my, my wife and I were actually working kind of in the same theme uh, um, about 10 years ago. We were, we just got fixated on um, just hanging out at the bookstore and found, found this really amazing Toshin book that's all these old Depression era photos from the, the circus. And that captivated our imagination and just it was this really interesting world that all these amazing pictures. So, I mean, one instance was that we we got really immersed in, in that, just how much culture the circus had, for instance. And so we, we really just dove into that world and uh, did a lot of work um, in glass based on the circus. And it was mostly turn of the century type imagery because we would borrow from photos and, and reinterpret them and, and, and add elements, take away things. And and we we did a show with, with that work at the Fisher Galleries in, in Jackson. And um, so it, I usually jump from one theme to another, but a lot of times the it could be pop culture of something that had an influence on me as a child that I'm still, still kind of floats to the surface of my mind or... Um, I mean, lately I, I, I take bike rides and I, I just want to paint all the trees I see that I pass by because I just love, you know, the layers of limbs and leaves making, you know, compositions. Just I'm always seeing that, but I like staring at it more than I do just trying to sit down and paint it. So I, I usually just I haven't made much of those yet, <laughs> but I, I do like sitting out in nature and drawing, you know, what's in front of me as well. So I, I'd like to bring that into my work as well, um, instead of just, you know, looking at um, a drawing or, or pulling together imagery for a collage. When you make art that isn't with glass, what do you turn to? What medium do you have a choice for? Um, I have been playing a lot, a lot with watercolor, um, just because it's, a it's you know, it's something you first usually do as a kid and um that was a nice nostalgic kind of meeting but i realized you know there's really high levels of paper you can get and then there's i think i i realized i was always using like cheaper watercolors and which are fine by the way i mean you can do a lot with those but i tried some some nicer watercolors and was pleasantly surprised with how you know the the interaction of the pigments and the water and the paper just was beautiful in itself and um that was really attractive to experiment with um i haven't done as much of that lately and also ink uh, my my wife ended up with a lot of uh walnuts one year decided to make ink from from it because she had so many and she just looked up a recipe and just went through the process and um made a, a really could a good bit of walnut ink that we gave most of it away but i still had a lot and it was a really nice brown that i just would use the brush on paper or even tried some dip pens with it and that that was really fun just just to have that one color and that that went straight i felt like that was very directly um related to what i was already used to because when i paint with glass the color is in the glass itself and the paint i use is usually brown or black or a brown black even so having that walnut ink on paper was really nice i felt like i was 
using coming you know in the same world uh, with this, using the same language but just different materials so um that was that was nice to, to just draw on paper with um you know inks and in monochromatic, I guess I was more comfortable with once because I felt like when I got all the whole palette of watercolors in front of me, I felt like I kind of started making some mud here and there, or didn't you know, didn't make the really good decisions. So I was, you know, when I do work with other mediums, I, I'm like, eh, it's time to go back to glass, you know, because I, I have so many years in glass now. It's about 25 years of just painting on glass, and um, I've built up the confidence and. Whether I'd have done it on my own as a personal artist, I can't. I can't say. But having to go to work and, and do it every day has really, it becomes a second language. So I know exactly how that's going to behave, and 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 all the subtleties of the, the paint can can perform on glass. I'm um, very familiar with. So I, I I'm most comfortable with that. Even though it's a very demanding and tedious medium, it still kind of calls me back. Even when I try to. Uh, move away from it for other projects. You were born and raised in Jackson, and I know you went, you said um, that you went to study in Baltimore for art. What drew you back to the Jackson area? Why didn't you stay anywhere else? Like, is there a certain culture or? Well, I have to say the the love of my life kind of brought me back because it, ironically I I was I had to move a thousand miles away for the, um my at that time my my wife uh, yet to be <clears throat> was starting to reach out a little more that I already knew <clears throat> my Wendy Edelman um through high school, through mutual friends, but we did not spend a lot of time together. But um, yeah, when when I was just completely in the middle of school up in Baltimore, um, she's kind of starting to send me mail and interesting things, uh, and we would just draw back and forth on those, uh, on uh, just and collaborate really. Um, we'd send mixtapes through the mail and stuff like that. So it just we just developed this relationship, <laughs> even though we grew up like two or three blocks from each other. Um, our, our entire childhood, we didn't meet until we were about to break paths and go completely separate ways. But so I instantly was just ready to graduate and move back to Jackson because well, she was in Hattiesburg at the time, but she was, her parents were in Jackson still. So, but also aside from that, the glass studio was um, still waiting for me <laughs> and they had a slot that was just, you know, my place was held um, very much so there, and I was eager to get back to just just have that the facilities at the glass studio, and um, get just immerse myself with that medium once again. Um, so, but it, so Jackson itself also, um, we we used to say how there weren't an, a lot of art shows. But I mean, at that time, this was in the '90s when I graduated in '99, and we would say, you know, there's some great art artists in the area and really good art shows happening they're just they're so few and far between and and we at this point we uh we can't keep up with all the art shows happening and um, unfortunately i've got become a little bit of a hermit and don't even as try as much as i should but there's so much of an art culture in jackson that was not there when when 
I was coming of age. So it's it's really great to see, and especially since my daughter Lucy's about to move back, um, I'm excited for her because she is going to be plugged right into that community and become part of it, and it's thriving right now. And the the, the area where I am, the neighborhood um, behind Millsaps College, is called the Arts District. There's an old sign. I don't think it's even there anymore. It said Millsaps Arts District. And it used to be just full of studios in the, starting around 70s, 80s. And it was really kind of a hip spot. There was like a cafe, something called the Art Scene Cafe. And it, it was a diner restaurant and they had um, uh, art as well. But it, that's all changed over and it's mostly changed hand, hands uh, with owners of the buildings. But we're the only studio that remains from that time period. And but now there's just so many artists taking up residence there, having studios, inviting the public to have events, um, to host events. And it's just a great little community. That it's so good that we stuck it out through you know ups and downs with that neighborhood because it's a really um, great spot for the arts in Midtown, Jackson. Uh, you focus a lot on culture um, around your art and really that vibe with your art. Is, are there any like places that you like to visit to get inspiration or like? Oh, interestingly enough, um, I, I don't get out too much. Like, um, I mean, I love going to art museums and just reconnecting with, uh, you know, the masters, obviously. But a, a lot of the um, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite things to do is just to curl up with a book. <laughs> and I have a pretty, over time, at the time I've developed a pretty good library of just things. And uh, that's just where my hermit is coming out for sure. Because I will, um, if someone invites me out, you know, they might know that I'm, it's a chance I might turn them down. And, and if I'm, you know, what I chose over that is, you know, just, um, quiet time at home you know with a record some a book you know not nothing personal I love every all my friends and everybody in town but uh yeah just uh, working as an artist is a very as a, and a sensitive person myself I um just really love going into my own space just let allowing myself to to relax and and just become calm and still especially as I've gotten older and and speaking of like comparing times from back when I was in school and now it's um, the pace of things. I always thought Jackson, Mississippi was just, wow, it's such a, you know, a modest place and a slow pace, but it's, it's to me, it's, um, it's, uh, it's like, there's a, I mean, there's a raging culture, you know, it's, it's booming to me and it's like, wow, I need some quiet time, you know? I mean, I don't know if I'm just getting old or what, but, um, so I, I love movies, film, you know, um, uh, and just music, and I, I get a lot of inspiration from just reading um, the turn of the turn of the century uh, authors and just novels. Um, and some of my favorite favorite artists have even lately have been just fantasy artists that were from like Arthur Rackham and Harry Clark. Um, different phases. I, I, I gravitate towards different different things. So. Let's talk a little bit about um, your position in the Artist Fellowship Program with Mississippi Arts Commissions. How is that going? Sure. Oh, yeah. It's I'm fortunate enough to have received 
two grants through Mississippi Arts Commission, and it is a wonderful program to there to help support artists in Mississippi. And I definitely encourage anyone in the arts, whether it's visual, um, literary, dance, um, they have a a great program to support the artists in the, the community. And just please go on their website if you're an artist and go through the application process and just it can't hurt you know um, they, they have a certain amount of funds they give to student to to artists every year so that money will definitely get we're all will always be going to to people as long as it's it's um yeah running and, and let's and that's that's a really important thing that we have so um so right now um this being the second time um to receive a grant, I am actually doing treating it a little differently. Where the first the first time I got a grant about six years ago, I was already working towards a show. Um, this is following up the circus show a few years after that, when uh, with the theme, another theme show, which was focusing on saints and sort of religious iconography, uh, kind of drawing from the the work that. I was immersed with at the studio, just the subject matter there. I would work on as on a daily basis. I I was building up my own imagery in that same world. So I the first grant I would I put towards creating a body of work and actually having a show, which I was really happy with how that turned out. We we pulled in some other artists and had a great little opening with that as well. This time around I am I feel like I'm at a little bit of a transition in, in where I want to take my work and um, the most recent thing I've been working on with the studio has been very challenging and even demanding on um, in, a, in a scale that I, I haven't had before which has been rewarding in itself but it's um, I've been painting the life of Mary for a church in Vidalia, Louisiana <clears throat> and um these are pretty large windows that I'm doing there, and I um, found that I needed to research some of these stories to really bring uh, more emotion and um, knowledge to the, the to get the imagery right. So I got really immersed in, in working on these windows and um, put more into them. I feel like than I have anything I've done at a studio. So it's it's kind of taken me aback, and I, I realize through the research I've done with that, I've wanted to dig a little deeper and go further back into art history and stained glass and study a little bit more and learn some of the things, fill in some of the gaps of my own uh, knowledge from school and art history in general. So, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've been buying books. I've been, you know, just taking time and just, um, with a, with a step back and, and just looking at things and studying more, honestly to figure out what where I want to take my work and I feel like it's um, what I'm accomplishing through the stained glass studio which dovetails always with my work um, I feel like it's a little bit more ambitious so I, I want I'm looking forward to how um, whatever I move into is is going and so I'm so I'm incubating some ideas at, at right now with and this the grant has allowed me to to tidy up my studio by um, adding on some, I'm doing some construction actually, and so I'm learning that. Um, I do, I'm not a plum, I mean, I'm not a carpenter by any means, but I've 
building um, out space in my studio so I can have uh, be more organized there. So it, the grant program is great because it allows you to really put that that um, financial assistance towards where you need it. It doesn't have to go towards anything specific. It's a it's a reward for the artists based on their their work. Um, so I'm I'm so grateful that I can can kind of help build myself up and, and get where I need to be um, and, and build out the studio a little bit to make it more functional to, to as I as I'm researching and um, so yeah I'm I'm still in development with what I'm doing with it's been a huge help and progressing I feel like through the last year so we're running out of time but um, we're cutting it a little short because your daughter, Lucy Cooper, is having her own showcase. Do you have any shout-outs or do you have any last comments about anything? Um, definitely. I don't even know where to begin because she's amazed me so much with her ambition and what she's bringing to her own artwork. And I'm so inspired in, um, by what She's been able to pull off this her senior year at MSA, and I'm grateful to MSA for really uh, just nurturing her and bringing that out in her, giving her the environment to do that. It's a it's a blessing to have a school like this um, where that can happen. <clears throat> and Jess and Liz, who are also in the show, are amazing artists, and I'm looking forward to seeing their work in person. I'm really excited for, and also plan to move some of this work and uh the the studio i work at the pearl over glass studio has a gallery that showcases um individual work as well so we might have a second opening later this summer of a lot of the same work so that's going to be exciting for some jacksonians and other folks who can't make it out tonight so there will be a part two but um i can't say enough about how proud i am of uh, lucy and what she's done and uh, she's running circles around me as an artist for sure uh, my Instagram is Rob Cooper underscore art, and I haven't been posting a whole lot lately, um, but I, I do keep up with projects, whether it's Glass Studio or what I do at my own uh, home studio. So um, that's, that's the main place I, I post my work lately. If you want to keep up with uh, Mr. Rob Cooper's art, you can check out his Instagram, or you can even vis- visit him at his studio, Pearl River Glass Studios, or his own studio, which is... <laughs> <laughs> in my, my house, so don't come knocking on my door. <laughs> my unless you... Uh, you can feel free to message me, though. Feel free to message him <laughs> or visit his um, glass studio in Jackson. <laughs> no, I, I welcome anyone who... who I'm, I'm honored to, to, to I, every now and then people want to come Christmas shopping. I'm just like, hey, uh, I thought, you know, I'd come check out what you have in, in your inventory. I'm like, well, okay, I'll let me, let's see. Well, yeah, that's always fun. But um, yeah, it's it's not the tidiest studio, but <laughs> it, it's 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 got its charm. Thank you for coming and talking up with us, Mr. Rob Cooper. We have really enjoyed your presence and your knowledge on uh, glass art and your point of view. Thanks so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun, and um, I'm looking forward to going to see Lucy's show right after this. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Creative Expression. 
the digital venue for artists to share their stories. Stay tuned to the series as we continue to incorporate digital media artistry into life at Mississippi School of the Arts. Our podcasts are available on Apple iTunes Podcast, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, and now CastBox and Stitcher. Launch our website at podcast.msabrookhaven.org where you can receive more information about MSA and specifically our podcasting production. Join us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MSA Brookhaven. Until next time, Mississippi School of the Arts in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Now we rise, we fly, we shine.